Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Pipe Time. My name is Terry Duke, and today's show will be called Women of Strength. The reason why I gave this title was uh, I wanted to recognize women because March is dedicated National Women's Month, and I want to dedicate this to them. I did a show previously. Uh, women in uh, last month and that uh, Black History Month for women, African American women that were making contributions to information technology. This month, today's show, we're going to go across the board. I don't care where you are, who you are. You made a contribution to information uh, technology. We're going to talk about it and we're going to recognize you for it. Okay, so we'll talk about that and then we'll get into the upcoming NCA tournament that's going to start next week. And what else? And what's going on this weekend is conference tournaments. So what it is is that we'll talk about that later on once we, you know, finish this uh, intro. But our main focus is today is we're going to dedicate this show to the women, all women of information technology. That's why I call it women of strength because you had they had to have strength to deal with knucklehead men. You know what I mean? So we'll get into that. Like I said, we're getting to the NCAA tournament. Like I said, the conference tournament's going on this week. And then um, next week, the party starts. So that's why they call it the dance. Um, March Madness. So we're going to talk about that. Also, we'll talk about a few other things that happened in this past week. And uh, even to me. So we'll get into that. So um, we'll come back, do the show, enjoy the music, and we'll get it started. gentlemen all right okay it's great to be here on saturday this is march the 11th i think this is march 11th it sure is it's march 11th 2023 we are here and my name is terry toot once again and today's show will be called Women's strength and we're going to talk about the women because this is the focus is on national women's month and we're going to talk about the contributions of women in information technology. Like I said, I did one previously in, in February for Black History Month, but we're going to talk about women as a whole. I don't care who you are, what you are, what your nationality is, whatever. We're going to talk about you, okay? So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about the NCAA tournament. So let's start that real quick. So right now, if some of you don't know, I'm a big college basketball fanatic, as you can tell over the year and change that you've heard me talk on here. But uh, so right now is what they have NCAA conference tournaments. So the conferences are all over the country. I mean, there's so many of them, but we're going to talk about the main ones. So with the Big East, ACC, Big 12, Big 10, Pac-12, and who, if, I, if I, I'd be remiss, uh, Ivy League also. And those are the big conferences. But you got the small ones in MEAC. You have the America East. You have uh, AAC. Oh, excuse me, Southeastern Conference. They even have play basketball. <laughs> um, and who else? Mac, Iona versus Marriott. So we'll, we'll talk about that. These are, like I said, so what it is is that to some of you who don't know, 
these conference tournaments are held and the winner gets an automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. And usually a second place team gets in there, but depending on your record, if you don't have a good record, you're not going to get in there. But um, that's how it rolls. So this is like a big week for some schools. Like some schools, um, I just saw last night, um, Vanderbilt, which has not been good over the years, but not Jerry Stackhouse, former NBA players, coaching them. They're in the semifinals. They could get a bid to the NCAA tournament because they beat, you know, like Kentucky. Okay? Beat them. And uh, I saw highlights of them. They really put it to them. And uh, this is how this tournament works. And then next week when the NCAA tournament starts, this is where it gets fun. So you could be super dynamite, talented team, and here comes little, little Davey, okay, or a little bit, and he'll knock you off. Guess what? Your season is over, okay? Davey keeps on playing until he loses. That's how it works. So if you win, you move on. If you lose, get those bags packed for your vacation because your season is over with, and that's how it works. So... And yeah, that's a, so that's a big thing. It's a it's a month long tournament, so it's real fun. It really is. I enjoy it. I enjoy watching it. You know, seeing the little schools beat the big schools. It's fun. It really is. I enjoy it. So, me and my friends, we all get together and uh, you know eat some food, talk smack, and enjoy ourselves watching the games. I think it's the best time of the year. It's nothing like football, um, you know, because you got those are all super elite teams. Here, it could be Podunk U beating. Kentucky beating um, Duke. That's how they roll. All right. <laughs> so we'll get into that. Uh, now, so what else can we talk about? Uh, it's been a crazy week. Um, I will say this too. I'm going to give strength to the, give kudos to the ladies at my job. Uh, I was in a very bad head accident at work. I had a very serious head injury. Um, Bad, very bad head injury, and at the, uh, the temple, well, right inside of my head, blood was just blowing all over the place, all over the place. And if it weren't for the ladies in the office who had first aid kits, uh, who knows what could have happened. So I'm going to send a kudos to those ladies who uh, bandaged my head and everything, because that could have been ugly. I could have bled to death. And then I want to send a shout out also to the, the ambulance personnel and also to the hospital at uh, MedStar Hospital in Baltimore, Maryland, Harborside. I want to say thank you to you guys uh, because you really, I think you saved my life. You really did. I mean, even though I was able to walk around, I didn't feel dizzy. They really... You know, they, I had to get six staples in my head. That's how serious the injury was. And um, I just want to say thank you to them. I want to say thank you to all those personnel people who who immediately got my cut. The wound was deep. And they, you know, they put took care of it. And then the ambulance crew, they took me to a hospital right away. And um, I just want to say thank you very much to all those people that helped me out. Because it could have got ugly, all right? So I I don't know what else to say, but thank you very much. Um, you basically kind of saved my life, all right? Even though it was six staples, they came out Friday, though. I mean, Thursday. <laughs> they came out, but uh, 
like I said, I want to say thank you to all those people, all those personnel and everyone there that helped me contain them, you know, get the, you know, the blood and cut and everything taken care of. And the people at MedStar, um, Harborside and Baltimore, thank you too. All right. So, um, also, uh, Jim Beheim, uh, who was a coach at Syracuse for 47 years is finally retired. Now I'm going to give you my scope. I think he, I think they told him, look, man, you too old. We're not getting good ball players here. And they have Syracuse has not been getting good ball players in the last 10 years since they joined that stupid ACC. I wish they can go back to the Big East because the, that's where the bread and butter was, the Big East. And being in the ACC, it's hurting the recruiting. And I think it's, they made, I think the university made a big mistake. But Jim Beheim, I remember him back in the 70s and, uh, you know, coaching Syracuse. He was the one who got their program started. We're talking you again, ball players from California to the trenches of snow in Syracuse, New York. Okay? And he built the dynasty. Even though he only won title, one he only won one title. He had some of the best NBA balls, some really good ball players. Derek Coleman. Uh, Pearl Washington didn't do that good in the NBA, but man, he put on this show when he was at Syracuse. You hear me? He was the show. Pearl Washington. Uh, Billy Owens, Kamala Anthony, they got him a title when he was there. And also other ball plays, but I just had to send that, give my two pieces on that. Um, he, it was time. He was That zone is getting killed, and I just think it was time for him to go. But I uh, wish him his best in his retirement at 78 years old. Hell, you look pretty good. You got good money. You got a new house. You got houses all over the East Coast. You know, your kids are grown. Enjoy your retirement. But you'll probably be at the games. <laughs> so, but anyway, so that's my uh, my assessment of the week, the past week. And um, other than that, I just want to say I'm glad to be here. So let's get started. So uh, these women that I'm going to talk about today, uh, I when I did the research, I just never heard of them. But they had made superior, superior contributions to information technology, you know. And some of these women are being recognized. But I tell you what, today, today on our show, we're going to recognize them. Okay. So, first person we're going to talk about, her name is Radia Perlman. Um, she is a computer programmer and network engineer, born in 1951 from Portsmouth, Virginia, and I've been there. Um, she is one of the influential people in computer science, and she is still working to this day. All right. So her contributions uh, include spanning tree protocol, which is a technology that changes the way network communicate, networks communicate with each other. Um, she also wrote two computer science textbooks, okay, and taught at the University of Washington and Harvard. Um, she has over 80 patents in her career. Let me repeat that again, ladies and gentlemen. This, this lady, this engineer with her intelligence has 80 patents. That's very significant. All right. And she has a, a bachelor's and a master's degree in math at MIT, and she has a PhD in um, computer science. She got that back in 1988. 
pretty late in her age, she was still going to school. Wow. So, Ms. Perlman was famous for creating STP, which is a spanning tree protocol. So what it does is uh, allow the bridges in the network to lead to one. Let me repeat that again. So we bridge the network to lead to one root bridge. Okay, so what happens if one fair, the other, one gonna, the other one's gonna pick up, okay? And there will be a data flow continuously, okay? And it's not gonna be interrupted. This is what she thought, this is what, this is what she did, people. Okay, Miss Perlman did this. Okay, and then okay, she also developed a modified version of STP, what we talked about earlier, the spanning tree protocol, called Trill, which is a transport interconnection of lots of links. Okay, so that's basically what how our internet works today. Lots of links. So. Unbelievable tech the, the, the intelligence that this this lady has is is unbelievable, unbelievable. And the drill protocol has become the base for most of the internet service providers today. It has been standardized by the International Organization of Standardization, ISO. So I know some of you have heard of ISO. Okay, so that's significant in itself. Okay. She's a used to be a affiliate professor at the University of Washington. Excuse me. She has been an affiliate professor at the University of Washington, and she's done lectures at Harvard and MIT. And as of this writing, she she works for Dell EMC, and and she lives in Redmond, Washington, which is basically the hub of information technology because. Microsoft headquarters is there. I've been there, so I know. <laughs> it's a very beautiful town at that too. So um, it's, like I said, she's an unbelievable woman. And but like I said, she still works. She could retire, but she doesn't want to, but you gotta give it to her. Um, unbelievable character, intelligence. So Miss Perlman, for this to be National Women's Month. I congratulate you for all your contributions you have done to for information technology and all the patents you have created. So I just want to say thank you for all the work you have done. And I know you're at that age, you're 72 years old and you're still working. That's a, wow. I, I give you kudos for that. And, and I, I'm very, I'm very helpful, happy for you. All right. So once again, Ms. Ms. Perlman, Ms. Radia Perlman. Okay, the next person, I'm gonna chop this name up, so please who, please forgive me what I'm gonna say, okay? The next person we'll talk about, her name is Joy Buolamini, Buolamini. Try it again. Joy Buolamini, Lamwini. I know it's gonna batch it, botch it, but I, I'm sorry. Well, this young lady is 34 years old. Uh, she was born in Edmonton, uh, Canada. Uh, she was originally from Ghana. Grew up in Mississippi and went to high school in Tennessee. She is a, ladies and gentlemen, a Rhodes Scholar, a Fulbright Fellow, 
and a stamp scholar and an astronaut scholar and a needlebook. She's just unbelievably talented. Um, as a Rhodes Scholar, she studied learning and technology at Oxford, where she was, uh, she was a student based at the Jesus College or Jesus College in Oxford. Um, she's been awarded a master's degree in media arts and sciences from MIT in 2017. Um, unbelievable, unbelievable. And she also has a PhD from MIT with a thesis facing the coded gaze with evocative audits and algorithmic audits. Okay, she also, um, very talented person. She worked with the Trachoma program at the Carter Center to develop an Android-based assessment system for use in Ethiopia. So what that is, is an infectious disease caused by a bacterium. Uh, the infection causes a roughening of the inner surface of the eyelids. She worked on this, people. This is phenomenal. And she's only 34 years old. Let me repeat myself. She's only 34 years old. Unbelievable. She has founded an algorithmic justice league with focuses on making tech more equitable and accountable. Uh, she's also on a global tech panel advising governments around the world on using AI, which is AI technology. Okay. Like I said, she has a master's degree and a PhD in media arts and sciences from MIT. Um, she also was groundbreaking uh, her graduate thesis in discussing gender and racial basis in artificial in, uh, intelligence uh, at companies at Amazon, Microsoft, IBM. She is considered a poet of code and writes about AI in many popular presses and media because that is her, her uh, major and that was her career. And she's gone from media into science and biology type of stuff. So that's unbelievable. Okay. She also has a documentary, ladies and gentlemen, Cody Gaze is a mini documentary. Um, it debuted in 2016 at the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston. Um, and it's currently on YouTube. So I'm going to check that out myself. She used um, the, the documentary to talk about bias, which she believes lies in artificial technology, artificial intelligence function. And she is showing uh, how people are using algorithms basically to um, profile whoever you are. That's what she's saying. There are people are creating algorithms that are creating false pretense which is not right. And she's also done art and more documentaries in her research at MIT, creating her art Aspire Mirror, which uses facial recognition to reflect another person who inspires a user onto that user's face. So false, false pretension, unbelievable. And this young lady is only 34 years old, okay? So I got to give her a salute. Miss Joy Buolamwini. I'm sorry if I botched your name, but sweetheart, we appreciate your 
intelligence and or your foresight in, in telling people, hey, these algorithms are incorrect that you're putting on facial recognition or artificial intelligence and creating the wrong person. So I got to give her kudos for that, okay? You know what? Hold on. We're going to do better than that. Let's do this better. All right. All right. And also, I'm going to give a shout-out to Ms. Fabio Norman, too. She gets my kudos also. All right? All right. All right. Cool. Let's keep it moving, ladies and gentlemen. Next person we want to talk about, her name is Jeanette Wing. Uh, she was born December 4th, 1956, Newark, New Jersey. And <clears throat> she is a electrical engineering and computer science major. Um, she has a degrees at uh, MIT also. It seems like everybody went to MIT. That's brains. They're so smart. They go to one of the best universities in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? MIT, MIT, MIT. It is a tough school to get into. You got to be a hell of a smart person to get in there. I probably get to the front door. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, unbelievable. These women, let me tell you, man, people don't know about these things. I'm just learning about these women. And they have made significant contributions to information technology. And I will bow to them always. When you can provide something, <clears throat> The women I've talked about previously, uh, and then now we're going to talk about Miss Wing. I got to give you props for that. I have to. I have to. You know, these women are brilliant, unbelievably talented, intelligent, and they've made significant contributions. And I want to put that message out there. Okay, I really do. So. Like I said, uh, Miss Wing went to uh, graduate with a degree in electrical engineering and computer science at MIT. Uh, she's the first woman, first Asian woman, and first woman to serve as executive vice president for research at Columbia University in Manhattan. And she is computer science teacher at the school as we speak. Um, she for. Microsoft, Carnegie Mellon University, and the National Science Foundation. Ladies and gentlemen, I have to give to, how can I say this? These women, you know they had to go through obstacles to get to the position, okay? You know how it is, the, the man, oh, you're not that smart. You think you can come in here with all your brains and all that, blah, blah, blah. Know what that is, ladies and gentlemen? They're just jealous of you. Some of those men are just jealous of the intelligence, the moxie, and I'll even say this proficiency of how they did their job. They were just jealous, some of them. And some of these women deserve more than that. And some of the mothers, the mothers also. The first, the first lady I talked about, Ms. Perlman, she's got two children. Okay? So not only are you a smart person, but your mother. Okay, you're raising kids. You got your PhD. Okay, you have your master's degree. Okay, and you're raising a family. The kids are grown now, but I'm just saying previously, you are working and going to school and taking care of children. 
unbelievable. That's why I give, like Bob Marley says, the woman is the creator. She gives you, she's the one that nurtures the children, man. That's what Bob Marley said. You got you to gotta see the documentary. You, you laugh, but he is telling the truth. The woman is the creator, nurturer, you know? You fall hurt or get hurt, have a stomach problem. You know, you ain't going to run to your daddy. You're going to run to mommy. And that's just the way it is. And Bob Marley's is 100% right. And I'm going to give kudos again to these women. Um, unbelievable. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, and I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So... So, Miss Wing, once again, um, I just want to say to all you women, again, strength that you have um, to, to learn, not only learn, you're highly intelligent, okay, and to raise a family, and to be strong, and to put up with crap from people because they're ignorant, you know what I mean? It shows that you have strength. And that's why I said women of strength. So my props to you, Miss Wing. And she is, all these women, I, I give them all the credit in the world. I mean, I give them all the credit in the world for, you know, being the professors. And I, I don't know what to say. It's unbelievable. And their contributions into a field that's dominated by men goes to show that, hey, I got just as much intelligence as you do. So, again, thank you very much. And thank you to OJ28. Thank you, OJ. I like that. I like that handle. I like that. <laughs> thank you, OJ. Yes, Miss Jeanette Wing, uh, Wing. So I want to give her kudos again. And uh, unbelievable. She's unbelievable, ladies and gentlemen. You know, she, like I said, she's also done contributions, cybersecurity, uh, formal methods, uh, systems, programming languages. She, she's done it all. And unbelievable, unbelievable. So once again, my my kudos to her. Okay. Thank you, Miss Miss Wang. All right. So the next person I want to talk about is Adele Goldberg. Okay, Miss Goldberg. All right, so Ms. Goldberg is from Cleveland, Ohio. Um, she has a bachelor's degree from the University of Michigan in math, and she interned at IBM in the summers, uh, her junior year and senior years in uh, college. She um, taught herself how to do programming. Um, and then in 1973, she went back to school I got her PhD in information science from the University of Chicago. So again, these women are unbelievable. You know, they already have the degrees, want to go back and get their PhDs. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. So again, it, I mean, unbelievable, unbelievable, unbelievable. And I just love hearing stuff like this. You know, they're the unsung heroes. Okay. These women are unsung heroes. And to have that moxie, intelligence, it's, it's just unbelievable. And I, like I said, I wish I had as much intelligence as some of these women. 
Now, I, I they have unbelievable, unbelievable strength. Okay, and she's like I said, unbelievable. Okay, so um, so Miss Goldberg, she when she finished her PhD in Chicago, she moved out to Palo Alto, which is Silicon Valley, in '73. And she worked at Xerox Palo Alto Research Center and helped develop Smalltalk, which is an object-oriented programming language. It's one of the first programming languages ever created. Um, so it creates a GUI, a uh, graphic user interface, like menus, icons, and windows. So she was in the forefront of doing these things even before There's some company called Microsoft. I know some of you heard of them, right? You know the cats. <laughs> so, so Miss Goldberg um, at the research center at the in Palo Alto. Um, I said, like I said, they did the GUI, um, and then she had to do a demonstration of a small talk system to some guy by the name of Steve Jobs. You ever heard of him? Some guy by the name of Steve Jobs. You know, he only created computers and the iPhone and stuff like that. You know, some guy, you know, you know, he's, you know, he's got his fingerprint on all the Macs, you know, that, um, some guy, Steve Jobs, you know, <laughs> so he was, he was impressed by the work that she did. Unbelievable. And, and Apple used some of her ideas. So people don't know that once again, people don't know some of the things that some of these people, that have worked behind the scenes to make companies like Apple, Microsoft. Uh, back in the day, uh, you had some microsystems. Okay, you had people in the, in the background who were creating applications that were needed. Never got the appreciation or kudos. I'm going to give them to them. Okay, Ms. Goldberg, all right, who made contributions to computer it was impressed by steve jobs okay she's been awarded multiple uh, awards and honors for contributions for development of computer systems uh she was uh she was president associate of computer machinery and she received a software systems award in 1987 and she was included in forbes 20 who matter um Unbelievable. Uh, she received the PC Magazine's Lifetime Achievement Award in 1996. Uh, she was awarded the Dr. Dobbs Excellence in Programming Award and with a guy by the name of Dave Ingalls in, 20, in 2002. Uh, she was admitted into the Women in Technology uh, International Hall of Fame, which she deserves. Okay. Uh, she was awarded an honorary back, uh, doctorate by the Open University. Um, you know, she, like I said, she's used, Apple has used her, you know, her programming features in their software. So, like I said, this is something that we need to recognize to the women, all of the women who have made significant contributions to information technology. All right. So I, I just I just have to say that we're going to stand up here and and cheer for these women. Unbelievable. You know I did this show last month. 
like I said at the beginning of the intro. But that, that focus was more on uh, African-American women. But I feel that um, women as a whole are, are significant because, like I said, some of these women are mothers raising children, working on their master's, their PhD, and then you got to do a write a thesis. My cousin had to write a thesis. It was back around 2000, I'll say five or six, and it took forever. She told me it took forever. And then she had somebody uh, proofread it, and they had to go over the errors and do it all over. You know, some of the things that didn't look good. And her thesis was unbelievable. She, she got her degree. Uh, the thesis went through, but to, you know, she has children too. Okay. So it's not easy being a mother working on your degree and writing a thesis, people. That's unbelievable. I got to give it to them. I mean, that's a lot of work and determination. And look what, look what happens. You get recognized for the hard work you've done and I think, I know we have intelligent young people today. We really do. But some of them are so damn lazy. They want everything handed to them. But in America, they had to realize you got to work your butt off to win anything. You want to be successful, you can't just put your hand on all the time. You got to work. You got to work. We all done it. Okay, I came up from the 70s. You know, we didn't have much, you know, but we had to work. Nothing's handed to you. I don't give a damn whose name you are. You know, you still got to work. And I think the younger generation don't know that. They have some of the best, greatest technology in front of them, and they are so lazy in using it. And I hope and God that they know that it's going to happen to them one day when they don't have anything that, hey, I should have done this so many years ago. You know, I should have done this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And before you know it, 25 years have passed. So, but uh, other than that, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be our show for today. I just want to say thank you very much to everyone that's listening. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. And I hope some of you watch some of these great college basketball games because they, to me, they've been really good. Uh, I don't know how many of you have listened to or watch college basketball, but I watch it a lot, and I'm going to watch some today. So once again, I want to say thank you all for listening. And today's show, we got a special song for the ladies, all right, from Miss Shaka Khan, I'm Every Woman. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy your weekend. Take care. Good luck and be well, and we will see each other next week.